Father, you are trustworthy. I pray for every person in this sanctuary this morning that they would trust you a little bit more. God, that they'd stand on your promises and that they would know you will never leave them or forsake them. God, I pray that we leave different this morning than when we arrived. I pray that you whisper hope to each heart here this morning. God, and um, that's our prayer. Our prayer is that you whisper something to every heart here this morning. God, you have us here for a reason and a purpose, and may we share the love and hope that we have with those around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me take you back uh, quickly to November 5th, 2006. It was a great day. Um, Jennifer was 15, and she was singing in her first choir concert at our home church, Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I remember Jen singing and Linda and I looking at each other, and she was just glowing and singing to the Lord, songs that she loved, just praising his name. Linda's father is Dr. Ed Heinsohn. He brought the message that night on Revelation. I don't know if any of you have seen him, um, his teaching on television. He had a show called The King is Coming um, for about 22 years on TBN and other stations. And so he brought the message that night on Revelation. Hundreds of people came forward. And I remember at the end of his uh, sermon, he closed his Bible and he said, if you're a Christ follower... If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, in the end, you win. Amen. So I looked at Linda and I said, why don't we have a party at the house? And we invited a bunch of friends and family over to our home. I stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken to pick up some chicken for our guests. And I remember my phone ringing. I answered it and it was my brother. And he says, Andy, where are you guys? He said, everyone's in the driveway. Get here. I said, well, they had to make more chicken, but we'll be there in five minutes. We started down a road less than a mile from our house, and at the end of that road, there was a 26-year-old gentleman who'd been drinking all day. His blood alcohol level was 0.33. He had been smoking marijuana. He was depressed over a breakup with his girlfriend. How many of you know that the things of this life do not fill you? They don't. It's only a relationship with Jesus. Well, anyways, he was filling his life with these other things. He had already hit someone. He fled the scene. It was a felony offense. By the time the officers caught up to him, he had passed out in his truck. They got him out of his truck. This was his fourth DUI. He had no valid driver's license. They interrogated him, and they put him back in his truck, and they walked away to talk to the person that he had hit. And when that happened, he fired up his truck and sped off. He came at us going over 80 miles an hour with his lights off. I didn't even see him. We were going 45 miles per hour. The impact was over 125 miles per hour. We should have died instantly. All the responding EMT units said it was the worst accident they'd ever seen. He hit us with such force, he dropped the engine out of his truck. That was the engine in the video. That was from his truck. And he ran over top of us. In an instant, our life changed forever. We were medevaced to four different hospitals, and we didn't go home for over three months. And we didn't even see it coming. One thing I can relate 
to you with is the pain of this life. <laughs> How many of you have been through something painful? Almost all of us. This life is painful. Our hope today is that you would trust God a little bit more. Sin is what destroys. Sin is what causes pain. But thank goodness this is not our home. This isn't it. So our prayer today is that God would whisper his peace and his hope to your hearts. We are excited to be here today. How many of you ladies were with us this weekend? Yay! Yay! Okay. Well, we had so much fun. Thank you for making us feel so at home. And um, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to the moms. You are changing future generations. Moms and dads, your prayers transcend time and space. Don't ever give up praying for your kids. And um, if you do not have biological children, you can have spiritual children. Tons of spiritual children. Whether, whether you have biological children or not, people that you're pouring into and you're mentoring and you are sharing Jesus with. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Um, those of you that saw Jen this weekend, you know that she has this contagious, overflowing joy, and she has childlike faith. She turns 32 this Wednesday, May 17th. And yet, she doesn't have the cares of this world that we have. She has no fear of the future. She just trusts that her Heavenly Father has it all under control. And she'll say to me, Mom, isn't he the creator? Well, of course he's got it. <laughs> and there are days as her mom that I struggle so much and I'm questioning God or just wrestling with him, like, Lord, why is this hard? And so the days I struggle, Jen, what do you say to me? I tell my mom that she needs a brain injury. <laughs> I tell her that she needs to let go and to trust God because he has it all under control. Amen. Jen says, Mom, your problem is that your brain gets in the way and you think way too much. How many can relate to that? Our brains get in the way every day, I think, and we think of all the reasons why we can't or God can't. <laughs> and so we just want to encourage you today to trust God for the greater. He can do greater things in your life than you can even think to ask him for. Jennifer was a Glasgow scale of three at the car wreck, and dead people are a three. And no one thought that she would live through the night. And she was in a coma for five weeks, and the doctor said she'll never walk again, she'll never talk again, and we're here to just say God still does miracles, modern-day miracles. Whatever in your life seems impossible, God can do something greater. And um, Andy and I were so injured, we, uh, it took two cars to take us um, every day to see Jen at UVA in Charlottesville. We were scattered to four different hospitals. Moms, if you can imagine, I didn't see Jen for 16 days. And all I could do was pray. And there is power in prayer. Amen. And Andy and I would go, and um, we'd be by Jen's bed, and it's just, I mean... She wasn't fully awake, and we would just pray and beg God to wake her up. And we're in wheelchairs, and our son's 11. He's pushing us around, and um, 
as we're watching Jen, our beautiful 15-year-old daughter, she's in this bed that has a tent around her to keep her from falling on the ground. And she's thrashing around, and she's moaning in pain, and Jen always says, it's not like the movies when you come out of a coma. But she's thrashing and moaning in pain, and we're trying to communicate with her. We're so excited that she's moving. And we can't really understand her. It's just moans and groans. And then one day, Jen starts talking to Jesus. And I can't explain it. She wasn't fully awake. She's not fully out of the coma. She's still half asleep, and yet she is talking to God, and she's answering his questions. And somehow she was with him. Somehow she got a glimpse of the glory of God, and she knows this life is not all there is. That's right. And so Andy and I were allowed to hear it. I know it was to give us hope. Jen didn't need hope, but we needed hope. And she was saying, I can still picture it. She's on her stomach, and that feeding tube is in her stomach, and she's getting all wound up in this feeding tube. And she's saying, Lord, should I go to heaven, or should I stay on this earth? And then she's just talking to him, and it's like he's giving her a plan, and she's agreeing to it. And she's saying, okay, God, I'll do it. But there aren't words to describe you. You'll have to write it down. And I'll never forget, you even said, Jen, thank you for keeping my plan simple. And she's just talking to God. And Jen was so broken, she didn't know her name. She didn't know she had a brother. She didn't know she was hurt. But she knew Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that was enough. Yes. And we would bring the Wow Worship CD in to calm her down because she had so much pain. You couldn't even touch her. She was hypersensitive. And she could sing all 22 songs on that Wow Worship CD. She could quote out loud every verse she had hid in her heart. Did you know the Holy Spirit will bring verses to your mind when you need it? But he can't bring a verse you've never read or never memorized. It's so important to teach your kids to hide God's word in their heart. And we saw two sides to Jen. Her mind and her body was so broken, and yet the Holy Spirit was perfect inside of her. The moment you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, his Holy Spirit, God himself comes to live inside of you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. It's all the things we're looking for, love, joy, peace, unlimited, lives in you, in the Holy Spirit. And there's one story that changed my life forever. It was Christmas time, and we were still at the UVA Children's Hospital, and um, Jennifer couldn't stand up, but a lift put her in the wheelchair. And she's kicking my friend Pam. She still doesn't have control of her legs. And I can still picture, Jen, your neck was getting all caught up in that headrest in the wheelchair. And Pam's on the ground, and she's rubbing Jen's feet. And I said, let's sing Silent Night. I mean, that might calm Jen down. It's Christmas. And we started singing Silent Night. And in the middle of Silent Night, Jen stops kicking and thrashing. And I'll just never forget, she's looking up at the left, and at the end, she says, Abe, 
Jen. And I looked at her and I said, Jen, do you see Jesus? And she said, yes. Don't you see him? He is standing right beside me. And that moment in time changed my life forever. We often think of God as being so far away. But in your darkest moments, he is so close and he will carry you. And Jen, he sees you. Tell them how you like to view Jesus. I love to view Jesus as my escort. (laughs) You know, as my companion. You know, scripture promises that once we have invited the Lord into our lives and into our hearts to be our personal savior, how God promises to never leave us or forsake us. And... I think it's such a game changer when we can be reminded of that, that the Lord is by our side and he's there to help us. Yeah. Jen wants you to know that you are never alone. If you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, he walked in this room with you. He is holding your hand at work, at school, wherever you go. Jen, tell them what you love about Jesus. What does he mean to you? Wow. (laughs) Jesus means so much to me. He's my best friend. I can't wait to talk to him. (laughs) He fills me with such great excitement and just hope for the future. I love that. Um, I love watching Jen as her mom because she has so much fun with the Lord. You can dance with him to praise music. You can enjoy him. It's not a duty or a drudgery. It's a love relationship. It's not religion. It's a love relationship with Jesus. Before the car wreck, Jen had a completely different personality. Um, She was kind of quiet and melancholy, and um, she had journals hidden all over her room where she was begging God for boldness, and she wanted to be able to pray out loud like her little brother Josh, and she wanted to make a difference for the world. And she was begging God. She said, Lord, I want to make a difference, but I know I'm going to need boldness. And then after having the brain injury, she was uninhibited, (laughs) and she was sharing Jesus everywhere. So Andy and I had to share Jesus whether we wanted to or not. She would walk into rooms, into any store, and be like, hey, I'm Jen. I have a brain injury. Do you know Jesus? (laughs) And even in the hospital, um, they would tell her every day, Jen, you've been in a car wreck, and you have a brain injury. And then they'd say, why are you here? And what would you say? To share my testimony. She'd say, to share my testimony. And she would pray things she didn't even know in that video when she's saying, Lord, thank you for all the people I've been able to influence. She didn't even know. But the Holy Spirit would pray things through her and say things through her that were so powerful. And when she came home from the hospital, she could not read. She had cortical blindness, but she could write. And she started journaling again, just really big, and she called God Daddy. Even if you don't have an earthly father that you can trust, you have a heavenly father. And he sees you, Jen says, he will never hurt you or abandon you. You can trust him. And every day she would journal really big, Daddy, I know that together the two of us can change the world. 
And she would march around the kitchen and she'd say, I'm going to have a ministry to the world. And she still had a feeding tube hanging out her stomach and she'd be like trying to give it to people. She'd say, do you want this? And I'd say, Jen, how are you going to have a ministry to the world? You can't even find the bathroom in your own house. And over COVID, Jen's little prayer book, the prayers that she was praying coming out of that coma, those childlike prayers, and the verses that we would claim out loud every day just to survive. Somebody put it into Spanish, and over 150,000 copies were handed out in Colombia and Venezuela. And yes, praise God. Yeah. It's now in Russian. We ran out of Russian copies for the Ukraine refugees. We're printing more. And our family goes to Bolivia May 25th. Their Mother's Day is May 27th. And we're going to do a huge conference for 400 families in Bolivia. We would cherish your prayers. All because one little 15-year-old girl said, Here am I, Lord. Use me. What if every one of us in this room believed that God could use us? And what if we asked him? What if we asked him? Um, a few years ago, we had the privilege of speaking at the Brooklyn Tabernacle in New York City where Jim Cimbala is, Pastor Jim Cimbala, and it was a pastor's conference on prayer. And so we arrive, and we're with a friend, and... Um, I'm praying, you know, that we get in the right cab and just... <laughs> Jen's secretly praying, and I don't know that. So we get in this cab car, and um, it was a little scary. The cab driver handed me an old-fashioned, clunky GPS. Big ones. Do you guys remember those? Okay, so he's telling me to type in our address for our hotel, and I said, sir, we're staying on Times Square. Everyone knows where Times Square is, and he's like, no. Type it in. He's getting irritated at my mom so much so he thinks she can't spell. And he's pointing his finger at her. New York, N-E-W. And so in the meantime, my friend in the back seat with Jen is saying, sir, my GPS on my iPhone is saying to turn right. And he starts screaming at us, I can't turn. There's six lanes of traffic. How am I going to turn? Well, then someone calls him, and he has a headset on, and he's speaking in another language, and he's angry. And I thought, oh, no, here it is. He's saying, I'm going to bring him to the warehouse, and we're going to kill him now. So I turn around, and Jen's in the back seat, and she's just smiling and has total peace. And I thought, okay, we're going to be safe because we're with Jen. And 20 minutes down the road, the cab driver says, why are you here? Why are you in New York? And I said, well, sir, um, we were in a bad car wreck, and Jennifer was basically dead, and God saved her life. And we're here to tell people that God is real. And he took his finger, and he stuck it in my face while he's driving. And he says to me, you mean to tell me that you know God? How long were you going to wait before you told me about God? I need God. I need prayer. Those words will forever ring in my head. How long were you going to wait? So often we don't tell people about Jesus because we don't want to offend somebody. And he was desperate for God. He didn't know how to talk to God. He didn't know how to reach God. 
He had been ill for months, crawling around on the ground. He said, I'm not a cab driver. I was like, really? <laughs> that was his ex-wife on the phone who had left him. That he was, was his desperate. Day. His first day trying to be a cab driver. Did you know there are people in your path every day that are desperate for hope? Desperate to know that there's a God that loves them. So many people are anxious and confused and overwhelmed right now. Now more than ever, people are ready for hope. They need hope. How many of you are alive today? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you are lying. You didn't raise your hand. <laughs> um, if you are alive today, that means God is not done using you on this earth. I believe with all my heart. God would take us to heaven the moment we became a Christian. But he leaves us here so we will share God's love with others. Jen, what do you say to us all the time? What's God going to ask us when we get to heaven? I believe he's going to ask us, you know, what did you do with the story that I gave you? You know, who did you share hope with? Who did you bring with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who did you bring with you? Did you know your pain will put you face to face? with someone else who's in pain, maybe at a doctor's office, any kind of pain. Maybe you've been through divorce. Maybe you've been through heartache, loss of a loved one, miscarriage. You have a story that no one, no one else has. You have a story we don't have, and God will put people in your path that you can connect with, and you will see them and relate to them. And what if you share Jesus and help change their destiny forever through the power of the Holy Spirit. It gives you purpose far greater than yourself. A few years after our car wreck, Jen was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And we learned that it was from all the CT scans and the x-rays on her head. And so as her mom, I just went to a really dark place again. And I'm wrestling with God in my head. Does anybody else do that? Like my heart, my mind, I'm like, Lord, really? Like, why does Jen have to keep suffering because of the sin of someone else? And maybe this morning you can relate to that. Maybe you feel like you suffer every day because of the choices of someone else. And we just want you to know that if God allows you to go through something hard or painful, it doesn't mean he doesn't love you. God sees you and he loves you so much. And he will carry you. He will give you greater purpose than you've ever dreamed. And when we told Jen she had cancer, what did you say? Okay, well, okay, God's going to expand my ministry. I said, <laughs> not everyone understands brain injury, but we can all relate in some way with cancer. And I said, I'm going to hand out my prayer book <laughs> to all my nurses and all my doctors. So, yep, that's what we did. That's what we that's did. What we did. <laughs> Jen took those prayer books to the cancer yep. center. And every day they every ran day. out, they'd be like, we need more we prayer need books. More. Yeah. <laughs> and the one lady said, Jen, I'm praying and I'm putting my name in the verse. I never knew I could do that. And Jen, also, when she yeah. found out she had cancer, she said, God wants me to write a letter to Corey, the drunk driver, and tell him that I forgive him. And it's so powerful, we're going to have her read it. So, yes, I wrote the drunk driver. Dear Corey, 
My name is Jennifer Barrick. I don't know if you know who I am, but I am a girl who prays for you every day. I am asking God to heal you so that you can talk and walk again. I have a brain injury because you were drinking and driving, and I have suffered a lot too. But I like to think that God has remodeled me and has made me better. Even though I have disabilities and struggle every day, God is using me in ways I never dreamed possible for his glory. I want you to know that I have forgiven you, not in my own strength, but in God's strength. I can't explain it, but God has given me a special love for you. I will continue to pray for you daily. Today, Lord, I choose to forgive Corey just like you forgave me. Thank you for second chances. So uh, forgiveness, it was hard, and it was only with God's help that I was able to forgive the drunk driver, and the visual that God gave me was to take Corey off of my hook and to release him and to put him on the Lord's hook so that I could experience that freedom that the Lord wants to give us. So I like to call forgiveness, forgiveness. Amen. Amen. You know, the longer I just research and study about forgiveness, mm. it's more between us and God than us and the other person. Mm. Because you can't control what that other person does or if they're sorry. And that person that hurt you may not even be alive anymore. Mm. But we're talking about getting that bitterness out and handing it to God and trusting God Amen. to deal with that person. Because you don't want that person to have control over you any longer. It's the best thing you can do for yourself. Get the bitterness out so it doesn't hurt you any longer. And Satan is under your feet in Jesus' name. He has no power over you. And so we have to get that bitterness out. And today, maybe the person you need to take off the hook is yourself. Maybe you need to receive God's forgiveness. That shame and condemnation that we live with is not from God. It's from Satan. Jesus paid it all on the cross, all of your sins, past, present, and future. And we just have to receive that forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's the great exchange, all of my sin in exchange for all of his righteousness. Jen, one day you were looking in the mirror, and what were you doing? Yeah, so on this particular day, I was counting my scars. You know, it was something that, uh, it was hard for me. Uh, Mom and I would talk about it a lot. But it was really cool, because on this uh, certain day, God just spoke to my heart, and he told me, you know, Jen, when I look at you, I don't think, oh, you're the girl with all these scars. No. When I look at you, I just I see that you're beautiful. You are priceless. <laughs> you are worth it. You are mine. And God told me that day that he just wanted to transform my scars into beauty marks, beauty marks of his faithfulness. And so I want to encourage you guys with that because... When God looks at you, he doesn't see your scars or your brokenness. No, 
He sees your potential. He sees the amazing plans that he has in store for you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 God can transform your scars. Not only our physical scars, but our emotional scars. We don't have to live as victims. We can be mighty warriors for Jesus. Conquerors, overcomers. Yes. Change our perspective. Um, Jen, you said one day someone else has scars. Jesus. Jesus kept his scars from dying on the cross. And I believe he did that because his scars shout, I love you. Shout, you are worth it. <laughs> and that I would go to the cross all over again just to have that personal love relationship with you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. A lot of times when um, we go through pain, Satan will lie to us and say, does God love you? And he wants us to doubt God's love for us. And Jen, you wrote a journal about God's love after your brain injury, and it starts with, I know life can be confusing. Yes, I wrote, I know life can be confusing at times. It can be unfair and painful, but God loves everything about you. He created you, and he takes great delight in you. There is nothing that you can do to make God love you any more or any less than he does right now. He loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross and to pay the penalty for your sins. It is as simple as needing to realize your need for a savior. I can't do it on my own, and neither can you. God wants to come to your rescue. You know, God doesn't force us to love him because if he did, it wouldn't be real love. He gives us a choice. God longs for a personal, intimate love relationship with you. He wants to be your healer, deliverer, shield and defense, strong tower, and your best friend. Amen. 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 You know, Jen, um, she actually wrote that journal after her traumatic brain injury. <laughs> and one of my favorite parts of that is she says, you know, God doesn't force us to love him. He gives each one of us in this sanctuary a choice because that is true, real love. He doesn't force us. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior today, our prayer is that you accept Jesus. Amen. That he whispers something to your heart and that you would know, that you would know that he loves you. Thank you, sweetie. You know, as Jen's father, I do believe she was in the throne room of God Almighty. We can't explain it. We don't make any wild claims about it. But somehow the Lord was ministering to our little girl when she was so broken. She would pray for hours, but she was not awake. And she'd say, Lord, you are so good. 
You're glorious. Words can't describe you. So I believe she was in the throne room of God. People ask me all the time, who is your daughter now? I said, well, I say, well, she's the Lord's and she trusts him. She knows this is not, this world is not her home. She's Jesus. He has her. My question is for all of us this morning, what if you went to the throne room of God Almighty? What if you went there and then you came back to live? Would you live your life differently? What if you really knew this was not your home? And you actually saw with your eyes the throne room, and then you came back. How would you live? Well, I want us to go to the throne room of God this morning. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Isaiah 6. The passage is 1 through 8, and I think it's going to be on the screens. And we're going to go to the throne room of God Almighty. Isaiah says in verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, this is chapter 6, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. I have to pause right now and say that God is still on the throne. Nothing is taking him by surprise. He's been on the throne for all of eternity. He is the beginning and the end. He is the great I am. He's the alpha, the omega, and he is on the throne, regardless of what you read on the internet or see on TV. God is still in control. Verse 2, above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet. And with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another. I asked Jen one time, Jen, what do you think these seraphim are thinking? And in her childlike faith, she said, I think they're thinking I'm going to shout louder than the other guy today. I'm going to be the one shouting the loudest. And here's what they're saying. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. I mean, can you get the picture of that? They are shouting at the top of their lungs, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Verse 5, Woe to me, I cried, Isaiah said, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. What is he saying here? What's Isaiah saying here? He's saying, I'm a sinful man, I'm a broken man, I'm a scarred man. I've made bad choices in my life. 
I've messed things up, sounds like me. Sounds like you. We're all sinful. We're all broken. Then he goes on to say, and I live among a people of unclean lips. You know, not much has changed over the centuries. Everyone is sinful. Here's the gospel. Everyone is sinful. Jesus came to pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. I don't know if you've accepted that. Do you know you can't buy it? You can't, you know, it's, it's not something that you can just attain to have. It's a free gift. You can't earn your way to heaven. We're all sinful. We live among sinful people. That's what Isaiah is saying here. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Verse 6, then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and he said, see, this has touched your lips. And if you have a pen or a pencil and you like to underline, I love this next part of the verse because it gives each one of us hope. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. It's a picture of what Jesus Christ did on Calvary for you and for me, where he paid the penalty for our sin. So our guilt can be taken away and our sin is fully atoned for. Hallelujah, right? That's good news. If you're a Christ follower here today, you don't have to let Satan beat you up. The past is gone. When you accept Christ, you're a new creation. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is fully atoned for. Christ follower, listen, you don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be discouraged. Amen. Amen. We don't have to be disappointed with God or distracted with the things of this world. God has a plan for you. A plan to reach people and you are the only one who can reach them. Andy, why are you coming at us? You might be thinking because you are God's Chosen people to reach the people around you. Amen. You are chosen vessel. Amen. God's going to bring people into your life that no one else can reach. It's the way it is. God wants to use you to reach a broken, lost, and dying world. He does. There's freedom, as Jen says. There's freedom when our guilt is gone and our sin is atoned for. You don't have to live in the past. 
You know, I said in the first service that I, I just think this is amazing, that God the Father, when he looks at you and me, if we've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he sees us as righteous. He sees us as his son. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? The us is the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's a question for you and for me, I believe, today. Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, Lord Send me. We like to say it, here am I, Lord, use me for your glory. You know, I don't know what that looks like in your life. It's why we did this Leverage Your Life curriculum for Christ followers to figure out in their own life, what does it look like so you can leverage your life for eternity with someone else? God's got people. He's going to bring them into your life. And especially if you're out there praying, God, give me divine appointments. Bring the people into my path. That's what this is all about. Jen believes, Pastor Tim, the Lord's going to ask, who'd you bring with you? Who'd you bring with you? Who did you share the hope with? We just believe God would have let us die with our accident, but our work wasn't done. It wasn't done yet. When you sit in front of people who say, you should all be dead, there's no logical explanation physically why we're still here, except he said, you're not done yet. Do you trust him enough? That when you take that final breath, your work is done. I was with my father-in-law at 12.05, July 2nd, when he took his last breath. And he went home to Jesus. He had taught 100,000 students at Liberty University. He, millions had watched him on television. And when he took that last breath, He was with Jesus. There was no fear in his eyes. He was home. His work was done. What about you? Are you just going through life? Is your life all about you? Or is it all about him? I want you to think about it. There are people all around you who are, they're in their mind, they're thinking, how long? Like that cab driver said, how long were you going to wait before you told me about your Savior, about your God? I need God. Uh In our hometown, Jen and I, we go and do the shopping 
takes us like two and a half hours to get through the grocery store. You know why? People are running up to Jen. They don't run from her. They don't run from her. They run to her. Jen, will you pray over me? Will you pray for my son and daughter? They don't know Jesus. Jen, I just got this report, this health report. Will you pray over me? They don't run from her. They run to her. I kid you not, the lady from the meat counter, she's slicing meat. She comes running out and says, Jen, will you pray over me? People are desperate. Jen said to this one gentleman, he's about 60 to 62 years old. She said, sir, my name's Jen. I have a brain injury. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Do you know Jesus? He looked right at my daughter and said, Jen, I know where I'm going to spend eternity. I'm going to hell. He said, I've done too many things in my life. God can't love me, is what he said. Do you know there's not anything that you or I can do to get outside of the love of God? This gentleman said, God can't love me. A week later, we went back with Jen's Miracle for Jen book, and she handed it to him and said, Sir, will you read my story? And he goes, I'm not going to read it unless you sign it. So we got Jen a pen, and she signed it to him, handed it back to him, and I kid you not, he was looking at it, and tears just started welling up in his eyes, and he started to weep. We don't even know what Jen wrote, but he goes, I promise to read your story, Jen. Here's the thing. He doesn't have to die and go to hell. God loves him so much, he sent his son to pay the penalty for whatever he did. Same for you. The same for you and me. We always give an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads, that you close your eyes with no one looking around. This is the most important part of the service here this morning. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I'm going to pray a prayer and you can pray along. It's not fancy words. It's simply from your heart to God. We're all in this together. No one's perfect. Everyone has sinned according to God's word. We're all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God Therefore, he sent his son, Jesus, as payment for our sin. He died the death. We should die. He was buried and he rose again. Do you know him as Lord and Savior? You can pray along with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking your sin or my sin on you, Lord. Thank you for dying on Calvary. Lord, you were buried and you rose again, overcoming sin, death, and the grave. And Jesus, I accept you into my heart and life to be my Lord and Savior, to be my companion, to be my escort. Jesus, I don't want to do this life on my own anymore. Come into my heart and save me. 
with no one looking around. If you prayed that prayer or something similar, would you just slip your hand up? You meant it this morning. You accepted Jesus. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Amen. Anyone else? The most important decision you can ever make. Two people here this morning raised their hand and prayed that prayer. I want to encourage you to tell Pastor Tim and Sarah of the decision you made this morning that you confirmed it this morning. You accepted Jesus today. If you prayed that prayer and you did not raise your hand, you're still a child of the King. According to God's word, all of heaven is rejoicing over the decision you made. So we praise him. We praise him. I'm going to ask that everyone stands with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. And I'm going to ask you one more question. You know, we've been praying all week for all of you. That God would whisper or speak something to your heart. This question is for all of you Christ followers. Maybe God was speaking to your heart and you want God to use your story to make a difference in the lives of someone else. Maybe at your work, at the grocery store, at the ball field, wherever it may be. But you're willing to say, God, use me for your glory. Your story is different than ours doesn't mean anything when you're saying this. doesn't mean you're going to go through an accident. That's not what it's about. But you're willing to say, Lord, I trust you. And the people you bring into my life, give me the courage. Give me the courage, the boldness to share with them the hope you have. Is, if that's you, would you raise your hand? Amen. Amen. There's way too many hands to come forward, but if you want to come forward and kneel, you're welcome to. Jen's going to pray over you. If you want to step out, you can. I mean, three quarters of the, you said, God, use me. That is so beautiful. Jen, will you pray over everyone? Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Almighty Father, we crown you with praise. Praise. <laughs> We raise our hands just in reverence. Yes. Just we can't wait to follow. We want to grab onto the hem of your garment and go where you lead. We can't wait to see what that looks like. Mm, I heard that it doesn't take talent or ability, that you will use anyone who is available. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So, Lord, we uplift our hearts to you and just our availability oh. to you. And Good Shepherd, please lead us. Please guide us in our communities, on the ball field, in the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. the doctor's office. Mm. Mm, maybe it's at the coffee shop. <laughs> mm. Lord, just to be a light for you, a light yeah. in the darkness. Mm, I pray, Lord, that we would shine for you. Yes. Shine with a hint of that perfect glory. Wow, that's a dream. And Lord, I just want to pray that you'd continue to encourage our hearts as we leave this place today.
I know the revival starts here. It starts yes. now. <laughs> I yeah. believe that. And we can't wait to see you be a part of all of that, Lord, all that you have in store. We praise you ultimately that with you, Daddy, the best is yet to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We just want that, those words to be our escort in every way this day. It's your name, Father God. Amen. 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 I love when Jen prays because you never know. She'll preach a whole sermon in her prayer. Um, that made me cry. <laughs> um, Jen loves to worship God, and it is her favorite thing in all the world. She's in the choir at Thomas Road, but she does not have a solo voice. But she went to deaf church and learned sign language, and the ladies all learned the sign language with her this weekend. And so um, Pastor Tim said, let's do it today. And so we just want to encourage the women to do the sign language with her. And it's um, to the song Healer, and we just, just, you know, sing out loud. The words will be on the screen, but... You know, Jen's favorite story in the Bible is the woman who reached out and touched the hem of Jesus. And he looked at her and said, my daughter, your faith has healed you. And so our prayer is that through this song and doing the motions that God would heal your heart a little more with his peace and joy, his unlimited peace, joy, love that lives inside of us in the Holy Spirit. And just something really funny, whenever people say, how can we pray? Like one day they said, Jen, we want to pray for more healing. And she's like, I am healed. What are you talking about? So, um, so just if we could all be like Jen, we are healed in Jesus' name. So just worship along with Jen.
I know nothing's impossible for the Lord when I watch my daughter sign to her Savior. Nothing is impossible. And I'm over there standing there saying, don't look at her, don't look at her, because you're going to cry, okay? But it's my favorite song in all the world. And our prayer is that the Lord would heal each of you a little bit more in your heart. You know, that song, um, the cup overflowing, more than enough. You know, it's our little cup, and think of it this way. There's an ocean of love from the Lord trying to get in our little cup. (laughs) And sometimes we resist him, right? Right, right, right. It's an ocean of love. Just remember his promises. Anytime that you go through something hard, run back to God's word and be reminded of his love, and it's more than enough for each of you and your situation, whatever it is in this life. So again, Pastor Tim and Sarah, thank you for having us here this weekend. We do have a table um, out in the foyer that has uh, Jen Makes Jewelry. If if you're late on a Mother's Day gift, all right, (laughs) that'd make a great gift. Um, We sold out of the miracle for Jen. So what we're doing now special-wise is we're doing Leverage Your Life book with Jen's prayer book and the frameable art all for $20. Um, And there's other resources out there. But I want to mention about Leverage Your Life. There are six videos on our YouTube channel that go with that new curriculum. And I think you will really love it. We want to encourage you to get get in a small group and do it with friends, do it with other believers because it is powerful. It's a way to practically leverage your life for eternity. So again, thank you for having us here today. We were blessed to have uh, have you guys here. So thank, thank you, you, Hope Out Loud and the Barrett family. It was just a blessing to have you guys come and for uh, people to get to meet you, and Jen gave out some hugs and some pictures, yeah. and, uh, and, and for Sarah and I to meet and get to know you guys personally a little bit, a uh, little bit more. What a blessing! Um, if you buy the materials, obviously the books. Uh, you know, we we have several of the books. Uh, even Sarah got some last year when they were in town at uh, another church, and then we got some this morning as well. But if you, uh, even if you didn't buy anything, if you want to make a gift uh, to Hope Out Loud, they can just give that gift direct to Hope Out Loud, and uh, if you want to write a check or anything like that, then that will go directly towards what they're doing and headed to Bolivia uh, on, what, the 25th, right? 25th. And uh, in the first service, we have a couple that had moved here from Miami, and uh, she's from Bolivia and was talking to them this morning and all excited, inviting family there in Cochabamba uh, to, to be there. But, um, you know, God's using Jen's story all over the world. I'm going to have to, like, Find a Thomas Road choir night and uh, and and see uh, see Je- you're in the choir. I, that's pretty cool. So, um, you know, you love to see people that really have. You ever watch a choir? Any musician when they have real joy? Uh, and I'd rather watch you do sign language than watch some people sing. So um, that was really good stuff. But what a blessing! Let's give them one more round of applause. Thank you. They'll, they'll be out there with the materials and the books and all that good stuff, but um, let's close in prayer. And if you need prayer for any reason, we've got folks on both sides. Uh, if you want to pray or want to come up and you made a profession and you'd like 
us to know and how we can get you into discipleship, we would certainly want to do that. And I'll be talking to Andy. We might uh, just have uh, him and his son or, or Josh come back with the Leverage Your Life uh, Discipleship Series. It's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff that they have put together. Uh, I think it would be great for uh, maybe the men, maybe men and the women. We'll take a look at all that. But let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you just for the outpouring of your spirit uh, on the worship, uh, on the teaching of your word. Lord, uh, we know that uh, you have already called us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Who will go for us? Lord, I pray that uh, we would not try and cling on to this life which is fleeting, which is but a vapor. Uh, but, Lord, we would use it. I, I, I'm amazed that uh, you're probably using Jen a hundred times more now than perhaps uh, she would have ever before. So it just goes to show that your strength is made perfect in weakness, as your scriptures say. And, Lord, we pray that we would have a childlike faith, but also, uh, Lord, we would not try and be strong, but we would actually rely on your strength. Uh, Lord, I pray that you uh, give courage and peace uh, to people in this room that, that need it. Lord, uh, we just leave chains behind and go forward in faith. And Lord, be used of you. Uh, there's many cab drivers. There's many people at the grocery store that, uh, that we're missing. And Lord, we pray that we would see, as you said to the woman, uh, or you said to the disciples after the woman at the well, the fields are white unto harvest. And they couldn't see it. I pray that we would see it. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would just give rest and refreshing to all the moms here today. Uh, may your hand be upon us as we go throughout this week, and we just thank you for your goodness and grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great rest of the day.